Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Where we like to talk about things that are messy, awkward, hard, or controversial and create a space for healing. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Today we're going to talk about Halloween. And I'm wearing, if you're watching YouTube, I'm wearing a very fall feeling sweater. So I'm feeling pretty cozy. (laughs) If you don't watch us on YouTube, you should. Just saying. The quality is really great. Yeah, everything is really great. Um, But that's where you can see our beautiful faces and our facial expressions. So you should. But yes, we thought we would do an episode on Halloween since, since when this is released. I think it'll be the day before Halloween. And this has been like a conversation that has been going on since I can remember existing of there being controversy around Halloween and if as a Christian you should celebrate Halloween and maybe I will actually celebrate Halloween yeah yeah my parents no I didn't not for me that was never a thing that my parents cared about or um like were wary of so Yeah. I mean, we celebrated it in a very like just classic American way where we would dress up um, and go trick or treating. Yeah. There was never really any weird, I don't know, like spiritual side, like I don't dangerous spiritual side to things, which we'll get more into. But yeah. What about you? I grew up just doing like the fun, like, I don't know, as kids, you like dress up, Mm -hmm. you know, trick or treating. All of our neighbors were like elderly. So they like, ate it up they were like yes yeah um but as <laughs> I was very much immersed in American evangelical conservative culture most of my friends did not celebrate Halloween and I got judged like very harshly for it yeah I mean I found there's like there is a difference I have seen some Catholics that are aware of Halloween but there's even a difference between yeah American evangelicalism and Catholic Catholicism when it comes to Halloween, which we will get into more with that as well, because while Megan and I both do think it is permissible to celebrate Halloween as a Christian, we also have different spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, Yeah, let's talk about the true holiday, Reformation Day. Okay, you know what? Um, That's personally why I don't celebrate Halloween anymore, because I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) Just kidding. You're like, Um, I have a problem with the Reformation roots. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know what, actually? Yeah. So, I didn't realize how much of, yeah, this actually is a conversation about Catholic versus Protestant a little bit there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess we can start with, though, more of... A very common, I think, narrative that we've seen recently is that the roots of Halloween are pagan. And sorry, I just think the word pagan is funny. Um, but no, um, it's not. That's a very like, I think something that's been <clears throat> spread around recently, especially in America. I don't know. I feel like that's a huge thing that a lot of people that are anti-Christian even recently have been saying they even say the same thing about christmas like oh all of your christian holidays are all have pagan roots and you just tried to slap a christian face on on already pagan holiday 
Um, but that's, I think, a very bad um, historical view and view and study of history. So, yeah, for uh, at least, well, this was before the Reformation. So all the way back in Christian history, there was celebrated the Days of the Dead. So we can kind of start there. October 31st was All Hallows Eve, which was, if you think like of celebrating Christmas Eve, it was to celebrate um, the Eve before November 1st, which is All Saints Day. And then November 2nd is All Souls Day. So it's a triduum of feasts, also called All Hallow Tide, Hallow Tide, or Hallow Miss. Think of Christmas. So um, yeah, there's like three different like feast days. Uh, that's what we would call it is Catholics. I don't know. That's probably not a term Protestants use, but yeah, there's like a whole thing around Halloween here that goes beyond even just that one day of Halloween. It's a whole set of like days of remembering the dead, um, and Christian in Christian tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned like a lot of people will say like, that there's pagan roots, and what they're often thinking of is this like Celtic Gaelic festival in the fall called Samhain. It looks like Sam Hain, but apparently it's Samhain. Um, so a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, Halloween is just a Christianized version of this pagan holiday. The church just wanted to convert the pagans. And so they took over all their holidays. But there's actually very little historical evidence of this. In fact, there's very little written down even about what this pagan holiday was from what I was seeing. A lot of it that we have now is actually from like modern times of people being like, oh, there are all these sacrifices. Maybe, but because those pagan cultures were so oral and a lot of it wasn't written down. It's hard to even know for certain like what exactly this holiday was. And I wanted to read a few quotes from a really great site I found that just kind of went over like the history. And so they were saying that the Christian All Saints Day on the 1st of November, coupled with All Souls Day on the day after, goes back to the 8th century, like you were saying. So that's like very much earlier than like medieval times. <laughs> it was celebrated in England and Germany, and it was officially ratified in 839 by Pope Gregory. And this is where we get All Hallows Eve or Halloween on the 31st. So people are like, oh, why did he move the festival or whatever? Um, it used to be in May they celebrate yes it used to be a may so people will suggest like oh it's because they were trying to align it with this pagan holiday but there's very little evidence for that and what we know is that the dates began to be set for major christian festivals in the roman solar calendar as opposed to the lunar jewish calendar so dates were chosen to fit the agricultural seasons and the solstices and the equinoxes and this was so the idea that this like pre-Christian festival honoring the dead on the 1st of November, it's like, maybe, but there's no evidence. And it's kind of hard to say that like thousands of miles away in Rome, <laughs> they were like, ah, yes, this Irish festival, we're going to take it over. So while it could be the case, there is such a rich history and tradition of this holiday being in the Christian church that it's not super fair to be like, oh, no, obviously this has its roots here. So what was Samhain? It was a Gaelic festival on November 1st, marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter 
or what they called like the dark half of the year and it was marked by like a gathering festivals feasts and then there was this view in their mythology that on this day like as like fall was ending and winter was beginning that it was sort of a liminal like the the curtain between the living and the dead was thinner thinner so that's where you get a lot of the like oh you know this is where like the dead would come um I just found it kind of ironic right because there's this like harvest festival and I don't know for you Jackie but for a lot of like conservative evangelicals they like won't want to celebrate Halloween (laughs) so instead they'll have like a harvest festival and all the kids dress up and we give candy and it's it's basic it's Halloween you're just like calling it by a different name but I just found it funny because I'm like by calling it a harvest festival and I was like that's closer (laughs) to what this like pagan festival was so it's kind of funny that we view that as somehow permissible but saying it's Halloween which is the Christian name for it is not so I found that rather ironic yeah and I think yeah it's when they say, oh, we just, we're just trying to slap like a Christian face over an already pagan holiday, it totally neglects or ignores the fact that there's also a rich like theology behind these three days. Um, in, the, in the Catholic Church, All Saints is a holy day of obligation. And until the reforms of 1955, and we'll leave the sources for all of this as well, you can read more about it, it had both a vigil and an octave. Um, and the octave meant that the same mass, the mass of all saints, would be celebrated again on the eighth day and sometimes on intervening days. Um, so it used to be before 1955, an even bigger like set of celebrations in the church. And even now, November 1st, which I can talk about more at the end when I get more into Halloween and like specifically the way that Catholics celebrate it, it's a holy day of obligation to go to mass. So there's like an entire theology around this. And before, right. even earlier in the church, it was an even bigger deal. Like it used to be celebrated almost how at Christmas. Like we love, you know, we celebrate Christmas. It's this huge thing. Um, yeah, there's like a, there's a very rich history there, which we can put links if you want to read more about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's very much kind of ridiculous to make it seem like, oh, it's just this pagan thing. Yeah. I also think even if people who, would call themselves occultists or whatever even if they want to claim a holiday like it doesn't really make it so and there are people who claim like you were saying like all christian holidays were just pagan holidays but we don't not celebrate christmas or easter or all these other things that are like very important to our faith so i think it's important for christians like we have a responsibility to understand where our traditions are coming from and the history mm-hmm. of them and to just go into these things with discernment instead of just following whatever we're told. Um, so I think that's really important. And then also, I think Christianity has a long history of redeeming things, yeah. of redeeming things that are broken or sinful or evil. And so even if mm-hmm. this does have some connections to a pagan holiday the fact that it could be turned around and say okay now this day of celebrating death is now a day of celebrating jesus and the work he did on the cross and contemplating our own death and the the victory and triumph jesus had over death like that's a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. so i don't think that we need to be fearful 
of things that the church has redeemed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And yeah, if you have a correct theology surrounding it, there's no harm in celebrating something like that. Like there's very obvious things, which we'll talk about more that you should avoid. And that I think the secular culture has, um, like inserted in Halloween things that could be dangerous or occult-like. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to participate in those things (laughs) and you should avoid them, but yeah, you just have to have good discernment and know what to avoid for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought we could dive into maybe like when Christians started feeling apprehensive about Halloween. Cause like you were saying, like for the longest time, this was just a holiday in the church, like Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve and, and Christmas day. So when did it start becoming more popular to have this apprehension or caution or fear around specifically this holiday? Yeah. So this is where I was reading like mostly Catholic sources. So there's a little bit, I think there's multiple like periods in time and different reasons why Christians started having an apprehension around Halloween, but definitely from a Catholic perspective, um, and this is when we will get a little more into theology, um, after the reformation, um, because Catholics have a theology or a view of purgatory, which I feel like we should do an entire episode on. We've never talked about that, but purgatory, um, basically is after the theology that Catholics believe that when someone dies, if they aren't fully purified or ready to go into heaven, but they are fully justified and like are in, in God's favor, Um, they will be in purgatory, which is where their soul is further refined before they enter into heaven. And so they are saved. They just need further purification before going to heaven. This is a doctrine that the reformers rejected. And this is a huge part of the celebration of Halloween because Catholics, a huge part of Halloween for us is praying for the souls in purgatory, praying for our loved ones that have gone before Um, Because for us, we, there's no guarantee for us that they're all, they immediately went to heaven, even if they were Catholics, Christians. So we pray for their souls and the chance that they are in purgatory, still being purified. And we believe that our prayers can help them to reach that purification sooner to then enter into heaven. So um, that's even where it comes, like where people are praying in graveyards, like the roots of like things being creepy around Halloween and like being in graveyards that I think like secular culture or even like Protestants became scared of that is because like that was a tradition is that you go and pray for your ancestors that have died before in these graveyards, like praying for their soul. Um, so it's not supposed to be a scary, demonic, creepy thing. It's like this good like thing to be praying for their souls. Um, so there was definitely some some ten- tensions in England after the Reformation because, I mean, there's a long history of Protestants and Catholics like persecuting each other, just going back and forth. And although that's a whole thing. And yeah, as a part of the Protestants reaction to um, Catholic, like Catholics, they rejected that the celebration of Halloween and of like praying for your loved one's souls because they didn't believe in purgatory. And obviously um, America was founded as a Protestant, like American, largely a Protestant nation. So then when Catholics started also immigrating over from uh, France and England and from Europe, 
they would bring some of their traditions of praying for souls and some of those like Halloween, all hollow Eve's traditions and Protestants banned that and rejected that. So there is that like tension between Catholics and Protestants because for Catholics, it's largely surrounding this doctrine of purgatory, which Protestants reject. So farther back um, before the sixties and nineties, which was what like we'll talk about as well. Um, there was like kind of, yeah, a rejection of that. And some of those prayers, it was seen as almost like pagan or weird to be doing like rituals that were praying for the dead, um, which I would love to do more research into what exactly that looked like. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a part of that starting, which is why I'm interested in like Megan's view of maybe how that the celebration of Halloween like pres was preserved through like a Protestant lens. Yeah, we can even get into that more in like when we talk about trick-or-treating because that was a really interesting thing I was reading too yeah. was just the origins of trick-or-treating and how they yeah. changed a lot after the Reformation. So yeah, that's a, a very interesting thing. But yeah, I think that's a, a good... um note to bring up just the tensions between Catholics and Protestants after the Reformation and into even the Puritans coming mm -hmm. to America because there was a lot of like the Puritans even the reason they were coming to America was to escape persecution largely from the Church of England which is not Catholic but also isn't Protestant who knows uh <laughs> Anglicans who knows who knows about right. them <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of early American Protestantism that is very anti-Catholic. Um, even this is a total tangent, but when you go into like rural areas in America and you see those barns and they almost have like patchwork quilt like symbols on them. Mm -hmm. That was a very like Amish and Protestant symbol because they wanted their own like symbology that was not Catholic. So there's just a lot of that in our history. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I think it, it definitely like ramped up a notch in like the 60s through the 90s with a lot of conservative evangelicals feeling that culture was increasingly secularizing and mm -hmm. glorifying evil. And there was just a lot going on during that time, a lot of like moral panic around satanic occult stuff. Um mm -hmm even like rock and roll music and Dungeons and Dragons, like all of these things just being tied to anything that that seemed worldly was like could open you up to being possessed by Satan or whatever. And so mm -hmm. that's, I think, where a lot of modern Christians who are wary of Halloween get some of their ideas that, oh, this was a pagan holiday. Oh, this, you know, opens you up for worshiping Satan and things like that. I think a lot of that comes from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s, especially 80s. That's where you see even Catholics who I think don't have a good understanding of All Hallows Eve and All Saints Day and all of that and like understand our theology of why we celebrate that Triduum because it is something that has been not as emphasized as I talked about and with reforms in the Catholic Church um, where it's not as emphasized as like Christmas Eve or yeah, like really understanding the theology of that is seeing this very like demonic and dark and like secularism surrounding Halloween and seeing like, oh, 
and graveyards is actually like ghosts, like doing creepy, like ghost hunting things and trying to like communicate with the dead in a way that is not something that is um, morally good in the church, like get bleeding into like necromancy and those kinds of things, like taking it way farther than just praying for the dead or asking the saints to pray for you. <laughs> it's um like trying to communicate with the dead and trying to do all of these things that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I will read Catholic exorcists who talk about um being wary around Halloween. It's a Catholic like celebration mat like you have to go to mass on november 1st which was where halloween comes from is that eve before and then all souls day um because there's been so much like in our secular culture around us like influences surrounding halloween that could lead to demonic or dark things um so there's a lot of people in the catholic church even that are very wary because of those influences yeah when i, I was reading mm -hmm. a book yeah by an ex exorcist and he was saying yeah halloween itself is not bad but there's things surrounding it that if someone that's not advised well um or is not mature or has enough knowledge around the true meaning of halloween could fall into like pagan or demonic practices like ouija boards um tarot cards which now we're seeing that that stuff is popular outside of halloween that's becoming its whole own thing but yeah like weird weird practices and witches and stuff like that um so that's why even like catholics and protestants just christians in america are more and more wary surrounding halloween and i think that's sad because it took something <laughs> That I see is very good and twisted it, yeah. but that's what the devil does. So I guess that makes sense. Which is why I think it would be wonderful if we could reclaim it. And mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is so true. A lot of, I think even just recently in the modern era, people are more so leaving atheism and going mm -hmm. towards spiritualism. Yes. And Dangerous. things like the occult and you know wicca and things like that are much more popular people like mm -hmm. enjoy looking into that and and so i think there needs to be a discernment but that discernment doesn't just yeah. apply to like one day of the year <laughs> like that like yes. you were saying people are using tarot cards and these other things every day of the year and so that discernment needs to be taking place wherever we're interacting with things like that so i think that's an important thing to know yeah, I think just to point out maybe something that our listeners will know, but the Hocus Pocus, the movie Hocus Pocus was like this fun, which some people might have an issue with it because there are witches and they're doing magic, but they're very much portrayed as evil and bad. Like doing that kind of magic and doing all of that is not seen as a good thing. So, and Hocus Pocus is also like this fun, like funny movie. Mm -hmm. It's not in any way glorifying or saying like, you should do this. It's actually like, you probably shouldn't get involved with witch and like doing all this creepy stuff because witches are bad and they're trying to steal the souls of children. And like, yeah, what actually is happening in this demo when you start tapping into demonic and powers outside of what you should have um, and going against like the biblical truths about spirituality and all of that. And then the new movie, movie Hocus Pocus 2 came out recently, which I'm happy that it was just bad in general, like movie critics 
worldwide secular whatever we're like yeah this is just a bad movie but i noticed the reason i'm uncomfortable watching that one um not just because it's bad but because at the end like the young girls that accidentally bring back like the hocus pocus witches end up having powers themselves and it's portraying like having these witch occult type powers as a good thing like oh you can have them but use them for good and Mm that's not good because anytime you're dipping into those powers outside of what you should have, what the Bible warns against, it is demonic, even if you think it's doing something good. So we're seeing that even more popularized, which is why I think you see exorcists who are dealing with this like day in and like are seeing the, the actual effects of this and how demonic influences are invading people's lives in very supernatural or like extraordinary ways are becoming more cautious um, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was probably a similar thing in the sixties and nineties too, like a similar mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like you were saying, um, you know, we were thinking like, okay, is celebrating Halloween equivalent to worshiping Satan? Like just full stop automatically. Obviously no, no. Uh, you can't <laughs> accidentally worship Satan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, obviously participating in occult activities is wrong, but that's wrong every day of the year. Yeah, like just avoid that yeah. in entirety. <laughs> Don't um, play with any and Ouija also boards. spiritual. <laughs> exactly, spiritual warfare is happening all around us constantly, even if we yeah. aren't aware of it. And so, does it ramp up at certain times because people are participating in more evil? I'm sure, but I think that's something that like scripture talks about in Ephesians, having the armor of God, like we need to be practicing discernment and being deep in prayer and abiding with God all the time because this evil is taking place around us. So I think like you were saying, you know, there it's good to be aware of what people are doing or how they might be trying to hijack a holiday, but we also don't need to live in fear and live in this like anxiety that even coming near that stuff or like oh but if I go trick-or-treating or or if I dress up for Halloween like I could accidentally like no we don't accidentally do that you don't accidentally wake up one morning and find yourself playing with a Ouija board (laughs) yeah no that's that's not gonna happen um yeah just avoid those things be wary of those things (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah which I guess I understand that if you start, like, I think people's fear is watching things like Hocus Pocus or what, I don't know, is that you start to see them as kind of benign or like mm. you start to to not understand that, um, like, there could be a threat there by, like, thinking it's all just fun and games. Because I think that's what a lot of people think that accidentally might expose themselves to demonic things. Um but if you're well advised as a Christian, like you're not going to accidentally do that by going trick or treating or like getting candy on Halloween or dressing up like that's not what's going to happen. And even more so, as we'll get into later, digging into celebrating Halloween as a Christian and actually yes. celebrating this Christian tradition of it. Yeah. That is actually a great way to ward off a lot of that evil is to yeah. focus on Christ, is to focus on our our history and our tradition and those who have gone before us. So if anything, that would be a good reason to actually celebrate the true meaning of right. Halloween. Right. 
which so where did trick-or-treating come from I thought we could talk about that a little bit because I found that interesting I just assumed it was kind of like a weird modern thing (laughs) I know which is funny we both pulled so I'll let you go first Megan we found different sources for this but they I think they essentially say the same thing um but Megan what did you find about the roots of trick-or-treating I I was reading that I mean, this goes back to like medieval Christianity, where the poor would actually go around to wealthy homes on All Hallows Eve. All, I can't speak All Hallows Eve, and they would offer prayer for the household's dead in exchange for food. Um, one source was even saying there was like these soul cakes. So it was like, oh, yeah, that's I'll what I found. Yeah. If I get a soul cake, yeah. Um, so this was it wasn't called trick-or-treating it was called like souling was one of the terms for it and I'm there was this kind of like this yeah, <laughs> souling. I'm gonna have souling. it sounded like caroling almost but no yeah. um yeah and so a lot of that changed actually like we were talking about in the reformation because the reformation spoke out so strongly against the doctrines of purgatory and the doctrines of praying for the dead this in certain places in the world this practice of like going door to door and offering to pray for the dead sort of shifted and it almost took on this like fat tuesday vibe of like oh you know it's it's fun we're getting candy and it started to focus more on children which is where in the modern times i feel like that is closer to what the practice is today it's more of kids obviously teens also participate but like a lot of the times it's kids dressing up for fun getting candy it's like a neighborly thing, like neighbors are excited to pass out candy and stuff like that. So you're saying I can't go trick-or-treating this year, Megan? Yeah. <laughs> I go around. You can come with like, me and Cece. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the, oh, my gosh. That'd be so fun. But then, then you bring me along and I'm like, I'm going to pray for the souls of your dead relatives. You're like, Jackie, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I go to all the, pro- the Protestant houses I know. I'm like, don't worry. I'm praying for your dead relatives. <laughs> um whether you want me to or not (laughs) yeah you well do you want me to or not yeah um I was also I found this paragraph from I believe it was uh Catholic Answers or the web I'll leave the source in the notes um but it talked about where a few different traditions came from um so the English Irish and French immigrants they brought a variety of local Catholic customs to America so we just talked about dressing up for Halloween comes from the French Jack-o'-lanterns come from the Irish, who originally car- carved turnips, which I thought was funny. Oh. And the English begged from door-to-door, which was an upgrade. soul cakes, um, promising to pray for their departed loved ones. Um, and then, of course, America is a melting pot. So all these traditions all came together, which, yeah, I think that was cool because I just thought that was a totally American like thing that the secular culture had done, which, of course, they've taken advantage of that and the candy um market and the the candy business the costume business all you know the halloween stores are really milking off of this this time of year yeah it's become very commercialized for sure i mean so is christmas easter every holiday but it is so it's funny to see that these actually come from europe and come from like traditions the soul cakes i never knew about that i think that's so cool me neither yeah yeah 
bring that back i'd rather have cake than than candy (laughs) seriously bring it back yeah i mean catch me out here when i have kids i'm gonna be like okay so we're praying for a deceased loved ones (laughs) um my kids will be like the weirdos at school talking about their soul cake tradition like yeah her mom doesn't pass out candy she passes out little cakes like yeah what's with that there's soul cakes um you're like let me educate you (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah i thought that was that was interesting um but we we did talk about this we obviously think there are some things that you should avoid on halloween because of the very modern practice of halloween i think there are a lot of things that are anti-christian anti-catholic so what are those things some of those things that we should avoid megan i think one is just we need to approach this with humility um i was thinking of in um first corinthians 8 paul was talking about how there was meat sacrificed to idols and people really in this caught in this ethical dilemma of can we eat it can we not some christians chose to some christians chose to abstain and it's very much shown like neither chose incorrectly they followed their conscience and the point is we shouldn't judge we should not be harsh and we should have grace for one another. So if you are a Christian where you're like, honestly, I'm very disturbed by a lot of the modern practices of Halloween and I don't want to celebrate it at all. We should be gracious to people like that. Um, But also if you are one of those people who are very sensitive towards it, you should be gracious to those who don't have that same sensitivity. So I think that's just an important thing to even just remember going into this. You know, we should just seek humility, not view ourselves as more pious than other believers. Um, whether or not we choose to participate. Um, so obviously, yeah, that's a just an important thing throughout our Christian life. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's understandable to for people to view like not Halloween in and of itself as the issue, but the current aesthetic of it as the issue, like we were talking about. Um, I was just talking about this with my husband because you drive around now and people have like decorations on their house and a lot of them are just extremely grotesque. It's not like fun decorations. It's just like, it's not even like mystical things like witches and skeletons. Some of it is just like straight up dead people. Like they'll have like fake dead people and it's extremely disturbing. And I can totally understand where someone would Mm -hmm. see that and say, I don't want anything to do with that. Like that is grotesque. And as Christians, like we should not be grotesque for the sake of being grotesque. That is like not acceptable, not okay. And I think we should also be very conscious of how gory decorations and costumes and things can affect the people around us and might not be loving to them like some people may be really sensitive of that I just think of people who have struggled with different mental health issues that could be extremely triggering or people who have had trauma in their life like that is not okay to just yeah put that on display and subject people to viewing it when they might not expect it so I definitely think that should be avoided and it's not glorifying to God to rejoice in those things you know like we were saying even if the christian tradition of having this holiday did involve like a day of the dead praying for the dead even considering your own mortality and things like that that is much different different. than just glorifying in people experiencing like horrific death and murder (laughs) yeah like violence and violence to another and murder and gore don't want to celebrate Mm -hmm. that (laughs) 
Yeah. Or we also talked about in definitely in the States, a huge part of Halloween now is just an excuse for women to dress very sensually or sexually. Um, I think, I think it's in Mean Girls, the quote, like Halloween is the one day that girls can dress up and look like sluts was the word, the, the slur that they use and no one gets to say anything. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something that you would probably want to avoid uh, or not take part in. So yeah, that, that's like a huge With part that, of- a lot of drunkenness, a lot of like Halloween parties for adults just involve a lot of drinking. <laughs> and yeah, that's important too, because, you know, the Bible talks against getting unnecessarily drunk and how that can lead to sin. And so, yeah, yeah I think like you were saying, just not glorifying or participating in excessive sensuality and drunkenness is important any day of the year but especially on a day when people normalize it yeah it's just funny because it's so far removed when we're talking about halloween it's like we're not even talking about the like all hollows eve and right all souls day that days of the dead true one so it's like should christians celebrate halloween well yes (laughs) But then there's this other whole other meaning to it. It's like we're not even you have to like clarify yep. what you're talking about because they're completely different things. Um, yeah, it's just that's interesting. Yeah, how and obviously all it? pagan practices oh, should yeah. be avoided: witchcraft, participating in the occult, sorcery. All of that is strictly prohib- prohibited in the Bible, and we can drop verses <laughs> that explicitly say that we should not be participating in that so that's like an obvious one but someone may need to hear that so yeah because yeah. I think there's like two different people that we could be talking to there's the people that are overly sensitive and think like if I yeah. participate in Halloween at all like going out trick-or-treating then I'm somehow opening myself up to demonic influences and other weird things that people might be doing on Halloween that are demonic and it's like okay no but then there are the people that I think maybe they don't really believe that the demonic is actually active or that something like a Ouija board or tarot cards or something like that could actually lead to um, demonic influence in your life or open open yourself, um, opening up a door or a pathway to demonic influence and actually affect you and be very dangerous. So yeah, um, <laughs> don't do that. They are actually, I don't think that they're harmless and Um, Is it rare probably for you to have some like super extraordinary demonic influence in your life from that? I mean, maybe, but I still think it's a way for the devil to make him his way into your life somehow. Also, not to mention that, yes, in both like all Catholic traditions, it is forbidden Um, in the catechism. It's seen as a mortal sin, any of that. So big no. (laughs) Just don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. (laughs) But yes, as you were saying, how should Christians celebrate Halloween? Could you talk a little bit about celebrating Halloween, All Saints, and All Souls Day together and not in isolation? I think you would have a good perspective on that. Yeah, for Catholics, it's all three together. There's All Hallows Eve, um, which leads into All Saints Day. So it's just basically like the celebration before and All Saints Day. So this is from a Catholic theology All Saints Day is when we are celebrating 
and asking for the intercession from um, souls that are in heaven. And in the Catholic church, we very much um, have, and not just in the Catholic church, this is also in the Orthodox and some higher church Protestant denominations as well. Um, we have saints that we very regularly honor. And if you're Catholic and Orthodox, that we actually will ask for their intercession and pray for them to pray for us. Um, so at a church near me, which Megan actually has seen this, there are a ton of relics, which relic relics are pieces of the body of um, saints that have died that you can go and venerate and pray before and ask for their intercession. Um, so that's something on All Hallows Eve and on All Saints Day um, that you can do. And All Saints Day is actually a holy day of obligation. So every Catholic is required to attend um, the Holy Mass. And uh, yeah, that's why it's so funny to me that it's like, oh, you shouldn't practice Halloween or whatever. Um, I think they're thinking of the very secular version of things. But actually, um, yeah, for Catholics, and you can actually go to mass like that eve before on the 31st, that would count toward your obligation for Sunday. Um, so yeah, it's like praying for the intercession of the saints on that All Hallows Eve. Um, and then All Souls Day is in the Catholic Catholic tradition, All Souls Day is praying for all souls, including maybe those that um, did not go to heaven immediately, but are in purgatory. And that's when you pray for the interest, like intercede for the souls that are in purgatory. Um, all holy souls that we, we honor. So it's basically a way of honoring all of the dead that we, all of the holy dead, we believe are in the grace of God. Either they're in heaven on All Saints Day, or if they're in purgatory, suffering in purgatory, we pray for them on All Souls Day. Um, and I can get more into later, like specific things that you can do. If you have a saint, a church near you that displays a bunch of relics, which I don't know how, I probably not very common in most places, <laughs> then that's a cool thing to do. But yeah, yeah Megan, what about you uh, in a Protestant context? What are some good ways or things to remember? um, around Halloween or on Halloween. Yeah, obviously I wouldn't say we should like pray for those who have passed in the same way, but I think it's a really good opportunity, uh, to actually reflect on those who have gone before us and the larger body of Christ and the church universal, um, you know, Hebrews, is it Hebrews 12? Yeah, Hebrews 12 talks about this great cloud of witnesses, right? Mm -hmm. Those who have gone before us, those who are walking with us now, and those who will go after us. Like there's this legacy. And that's like a really encouraging thing to reflect on, just like your part in the body of Christ. So I think this is a, would be a good opportunity, even um, in a, a Protestant context where you're not celebrating saints and purgatory in the same way to take time to reflect on the work God has done through these people. I think that is um, really beautiful. I also was just thinking when I was looking through the like origins of trick-or-treating, how much there used to be this focus on the poor that we have lost with a lot of the commercialization of Halloween that I feel like we could retake. I think it would be really awesome if on Halloween specifically, we focused on hospitality and service and just kept that tradition alive of caring for the poor on Halloween. Um, so even just thinking through like, what are some ways I or my family or my friends or my roommates can 
serve our community before winter. Um, I'm, things coming to mind would be a lot of homeless ministries are, you know, revving up for like a colder season when they're going to have more needs, whether it be, you know, material items or volunteering or resources, uh, food pantries, donating clothing or money to different charities. Like, I think if that was a focus, that could be really wonderful and a really great way to sort of retake a lot of the Christian elements of this holiday back. Um, And then obviously, just taking time to actually contemplate death and Jesus's triumph over death. Um, There's a lot of verses I could drop in the description about that. Um, Psalm 90 comes to mind, teach us to number our days, right? Um, It's important for us to consider that. It shouldn't be like a scary thing. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. a gross thing. It's um, a solemn thing because death is not the way it's supposed to be, but it is a reality. And it, and it teaches us that we have a limited time here. What are we going to do with that limited time? Are we going to serve God? Are we going to further his kingdom? Like this could be a great opportunity to just like recenter us before the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas of what's truly important. What's truly my focus and perspective here. Um, I also think just looking into the Christian themes in some like very classic horror and monster stories and literature would be super fun. This is something John and I have done a lot uh, because he's very into like media ecology, but a Mm. lot of early um, classic horror literature. So like think Dracula or Frankenstein or Picture of Dorian Gray, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde have a ton of Christian themes and elements. A lot of them were actually written by Christians to teach a Christian message. Um, And we've taken these stories and run with them. And in modern times, they're nothing like the original source material. But it's super interesting to just go back and like read those stories. And so if you feel like, oh, you know, I I like the like spooky, you know, vibe of the season, but I don't want all the gross stuff. Like look into some of these like really classic horror that have these Christian themes. Um, There's also just a lot of like interesting moral and ethical themes in some traditional and classic like monster and horror literature um edgar Allan poe would be one of them if you can stomach him obviously he's not for everyone but there's some really interesting just like ethical questions in those stories um c.s lewis has some like darker books um frank peretti is like a very popular christian author um my husband recommended i could drop this in the description but there's this very very short book called madman and it's from the perspective of the demoniac in Mark. Is that four? I don't remember. When this is after Jesus calms the storm and they go and there's the man with like a ton of spirits. Yeah. 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 And so it's a book from like his perspective. Um, So it's like really interesting. Um, So it has those themes of like dealing with like the demonic, but there's victory in Jesus in the story. And so I think that's really important. Um, And with all of this, just as Christians, we should understand the history of our traditions that we participate in, whether it's Halloween, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Easter, like we shouldn't just participate these in a very consumeristic American way. We should have this very deep understanding of what we're actually celebrating and what we're actually meant to reflect on. There's a purpose that the church set these holidays and it's to always bring us back to remembering these things. 
So I think we should just approach, honestly, every practice in our culture, every holiday that we partake in with the same discernment and just move forward, not in fear, but in the Holy Spirit. Mm, Yeah, I agree. I think a huge Catholic theme that I would also agree with there was a Christian theme, but something that's very emphasized in current like Catholic culture is memento mori and remembering your death and remembering not only like those, the souls that are suffering in purgatory for Catholics or the saints that have gone before us and remembering them, but yeah, remembering your own death and that this is not our eternal resting place here on earth. Um, And what almost like not, yeah, thinking about it with anxiety and with fear, but um, yeah, remembering that your time on earth is limited and we should use that time to honor God and remembering that we also will die one day, which doesn't have to be a scary thing because we believe in heaven and new life mm-hmm. and eternal life with Christ. Um, I do have a question, Megan, that I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot, but I never really put together until I was doing research on this, that Reformation Day is on October 31st. And I find that funny because like for Catholics, a huge part of All Hallows Eve and then, you know, leading into November 1st is all of those traditions surrounding purgatory is the theology where that comes from for us. Um, Well, not even on All Saints Day, actually, but after on All Souls Day, but like that whole Triduum Days of Dead, a lot of that comes from theology of purgatory. So is there like a reason that Reformation Day, why is that on October 31st? And is that connected at all to the rejection of the doctrine of purgatory? It's not. It's a funny coincidence. Uh, Is it funny? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Reformation Day is just the day that Luther (laughs) nailed the 95 Theses. Yeah. Uh, Which is really funny if you think about it. Because we think like, oh, man, this huge, like he was like banging with a nail on like this door and (laughs) he's making this huge statement. But at the time that it was basically like a billboard. It was their way of like posting announcements of posting. So it would be in our equivalent of like him sending a tweet on like a Saturday going to bed and waking up and being like, oh my gosh, I went viral. (laughs) And so, yeah, I don't think there's really a connection necessarily. It was just, that was the day that he did it. Yeah. And so retroactively, we consider that the beginning of the reformation, but whether or not it was even his intention, who knows? We can ask him someday. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. It's just the coincidence. Yeah. I just think that is really funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I kind of talked about this a little bit, but for Catholics, they're like, obviously you are required to go to mass on November 1st, or I think you can yeah, also go on the eve, the um, eve leading into November 1st, All Saints Day. Um, Some other things that you can do, um, some kids. Um, some people will dress their kids up as saints, you know, because it's All Saints Day and remembering <laughs> the saints that went before them, which I think is hilarious. Um, or you could but, dress up yourself if you don't. Have yeah, kids. or you could dress up yourself <laughs> as a saint. Um, I've never done that and probably won't, but it, yeah. Uh, you can thank the saints for what they have done for you on All Saints Day, um, which this is going to adorn their altars and images with flowers, venerate their relics, relics, recite special prayers and litanies in their honor, which I'm just hearing adorn their altars and images with flowers and hearing Protestants everywhere go, oh my gosh, an altar. Uh, (laughs) um, But yes, that's a part of Catholic tradition is venerating and praying for the intercession of the saints. Um, 
and then All Souls Day, praying for the holy souls in purgatory and make sacrifices on their behalf, especially those whom you have known and loved, um, which, yeah, we it's interesting. We don't know who's in purgatory and when they leave purgatory, um, which is, yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes I'm like, just in case that soul of my deceased grandfather something is still in purgatory this is for you and if not it can be for the other souls that are there um and pray for those who have no one to pray for them that's a thing that we pray for a lot and this is where i think some of the spookiness kind of came from which i thought was interesting is visiting graveyards and cemeteries to pray for the dead so graveyards are not supposed to be these scary spooky places right um but that's how we've kind of in our modern like cinematic world have made cemeteries these scary spooky places um and there's actually an indulgence for those who visit a cemetery and offer certain prayers on this day um i've never done it but when i read that i was like i'm gonna do this um which yeah this whole thing just led more into i think us really needing to do an episode on purgatory and views on that because that is goes into other a whole other tangent about indulgences speaking of the reformation you know you don't pay for them you can't pay for them that was the issue with them during the time of the reformation on october 31st yeah uh, celebrate the reformation day if you're protestant and if you're catholic go buy some indulgences yeah <laughs> actually you can pay me if you want to buy an indulgence i'll yeah, give you my just venmo pay jackie yeah um yeah, donate don't, to the podcast don't <laughs> ask any questions but i'm pretty sure that gets you straight to heaven if you pay me a thousand dollars um and even more you can just get some other thousand? people to heaven so yeah um like super cheap for what you're getting out of it i honestly yeah guaranteed guaranteed um no just kidding um yeah and read about the lives of the saints um something this is from i think it's from catholic company or uh these different ideas but i thought it was funny give out holy cards have a party with saint-based activities or costumes for kids um i'm like why can't adults do this what the heck i'm gonna have a party (laughs) and dress up um but yeah those are just some different things that you can do something i did want to talk about a little bit which i think is interesting is ghosts (laughs) um Mm. are ghosts real and i think this also like this misunderstanding between catholics i was reading where we also see this in shakespeare hamlet he is praying um he's being haunted by a ghost of his father his father's um ghost and he's asking like is this the soul a soul in purgatory or is this some evil soul that is mimicking himself as my father and um like the influence of that because catholics there's room and theology for us to believe that that is we catholics do believe that ghosts can make their presence known and there can be ghostly spirits and that's separating from demons um because that's okay those are demons not to be messed with but that souls in purgatory can actually make themselves known to um their loved ones or to humans on earth to ask for prayers because their souls they're suffering in purgatory um but i think a part of a reason that graveyards and all that like has been seen as spooky or scary is because like a large anti like catholic protestant maybe view like back when puritans was any kind of influence or extraordinary ghostly thing had to be demons it couldn't be good or couldn't be a saint or a soul in purgatory visiting you so i think that is part of why um 
graveyards and things have been seen as so spooky and scary and not a good place to be because anything there has to be evil and then and then of course the secular world took a hold of that and has i mean any halloween movie or what you watch um but that's yeah something that we actually do believe is that souls and ghosts are real and can make themselves known and i've had different friends that have talked about experiences of that um or the dead like making themselves known to them i've also heard that ghosts actually can be someone in heaven that is just like visiting you to comfort you to like let you know that they're okay um which i've had friends talk about this like they've seen after a relative died they like woke up and saw their relative and they felt like this sense of peace and they were like letting them know like I'm okay like my soul is okay and then they wake up and they didn't know that that person had died but they just knew it (laughs) and then they find out like someone called and said uh yeah like this person passed away which of course I can't say 100% that's true um but I've heard different experiences of even my own friends talking about that so that is you and I should tell her uh, our ghost experience sometime oh my gosh yeah well (laughs) I thought about telling this because uh, I was like, this could be not clickbait, but that we have a ghost story. Yeah. Uh, so Megan and I, we used to work in an old <laughs> convent at the organization that we used to work at. Like our administrative offices were in an old convent. And I swear that the souls of some of the sisters that live there, something was in that convent because I had an experience where I was there with one of my other coworkers and she was um, in a different office. And I kept hearing someone going up and down the stairs. And I was like, what? Is one Dorothy? specific staircase is where we one always heard the staircase. noise. And she kept like, I kept hearing up and down the stairs. And I was like, what is Dorothy doing? Like, does she need my help? Like, what? Why is she going up and down the stairs? And I go in her office and she's just sitting on her computer, like typing away and I'm like what why have you been going up and down the stairs I was like first of all you made it back to your desk really quickly that's weird but like why do you keep going up and down the stairs like are you good and she's like completely confused like genuinely confused and sitting there and she was she said I I've been sitting at my desk like I'm doing payroll like turned around to me like she was doing something very intense she had to be sitting at her desk doing and I was like okay and then I told her and she's like stop no you did it and she wasn't hearing it I was hearing because I was closer to the staircase and she kept being like you're kidding you're just joking with me you're like trying to make me scared or freaked out I was like no I swear to you um so I told some of the sisters that came to visit once like you need to be praying for the soul of this sister I don't know what's going on but like something um and I swear it stopped after that I did I never heard anything well, because before the stair thing, I was like convinced. I was like, something is off here. And there was one time where I got to work like 30 minutes before you. And I was sitting at like this table on my computer just working. And I hear footsteps, like carpeted footsteps coming down the hallway. <gasps> and I look up and I see like a shadow of like a figure. Like they haven't quite come through the hallway and I could see them. And so I just assumed I was like, oh, Jackie's here. And she came in the back door for some reason. <laughs> And so I was like, Jackie, and the shadow stops and then backs up. And I was like, Stop Jackie, it. what are you doing? Wait, I never I walked over. Story. Yes, you did. Okay, just what I walk over there. There's no one there. So then Jackie comes and I'm like, dude, this really weird, creepy thing happened. And you were like, oh, it was probably someone on the sidewalk walking yeah. by. Oh, I do remember this. And their okay. shadow. And so I was like, go out there. And so we had Jackie walked on the sidewalk and there was no shadow. Like it didn't go through. And so yeah that was weird also it's weird that they stopped 
and then moved back. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we found out because I told our boss this and I was like, something's weird. It's like also always feels like it's also in the staircase, like whatever. And she came over to me. She's like, don't tell anyone else. But um, one of the sisters fell and died, like fell down that staircase and died. And I was like, okay, you know what? (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was my experience. And I had a, an old roommate that used to live in an old convent and she had so like doors opening and closing, like so many weird like ghost things. And also I never we felt- would hear that I, stuff all the time. And people are yeah. always like, oh, it's the building. It's old. It's like settling. I'm like, some of this sounds literally like footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. And I had heard that too. I thought someone came in once like from the garage, that same experience. And I was just waiting because I was waiting for my boss to show up and she wasn't there. I went and her car wasn't there. Like she hadn't gotten there yet. Um, That was weird. Same hallway, by the way. I never felt unsafe or spooked or like it was a dark force at all. Like I never felt, I was never really scared. So that's why I think like there was nothing demonic there, Um, that it was just like souls of sisters that had lived there. Um, But that was weird. And then it did stop. I told them, I said, yep. you need to pray for something. I don't know what's going on here, but. And Father Mike Schmitz also has a video about that. Um, like, I think I will link it below, but um, there was this like. I think we watched it when we were working. There. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was telling you about this, I was like, Megan, trust me, this is a thing that's happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I will link that video. But so we'll leave you in suspense with that one. But because it's not our story. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> But yeah, let us know if you guys have any ideas about Halloween, if you think that we're wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want more episodes like this that are more like holiday themed, I don't know. I'm just thinking like it would, like you were saying, it would be good to do a purgatory episode. I think around Christmas time, we could definitely get into like certain Marian things. So let us know if you like this. And debunking this weird narrative going around that Christmas is a was a pagan holiday that annoyed me so much last year but catholic answers had this hilarious like also tiktok rebuttal to it but yeah these pagans smh they're really just trying to (laughs) really doing the most really doing the most i also my dream is to have an exorcist on this podcast because that's that's yeah if you guys have a connection hit us up that's yeah hit us up if you're an exorcist I don't know if any exorcists listen to her. I do know an exorcist, but I'm connected to him in a weird way that I don't feel comfortable reaching out to him. Whole other story. But yeah. Not to share (laughs) any drama, but (laughs) not not to leave you guys hanging or anything, but (laughs) yeah. Well, that's it for now, guys. Have a great Halloween. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Don't get involved with anything demonic if I can leave you with anything from this. And uh, if you're Catholic, go to Mass on November 1st. Happy Reformation Day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.